Greetings to you all. We are now in November. This year has been flying by. The tunes you just heard are courtesy of country legend Bobby Mackey. And I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Bridges. Like hotels, they see a lot. Love, laughter, heartbreak, desperation, quietly taking it all in, digesting it. And it seems like every state has a haunted bridge, at least one, right? Filled with legends and myths. Today, you'll hear about many legends connected to the bridges I'm going to be talking about. Some extremely bizarre. Right up our alley. So first on my list is Salem Shotwell Covered Bridge. It was built in 1900, a gorgeous wood-covered bridge in Rocky Brook, Alabama. I don't know what it is about covered bridges. They are so hauntingly beautiful. There's not enough of them out there. I travel a lot and through several states, and I rarely come upon these beautiful gems. Sadly, a tree came crashing down and destroying a good part of this bridge back in 2005. A new bridge was rebuilt in 2007. Now, the original bridge was located over the Wekoochi Creek, 10 miles from the current location. Though it was damaged in 2005, it was actually closed down back in 1994 and left to deal with the elements. Now, there was a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the new bridge in August of 2007, but I'm more interested in the original bridge because it's here on what's now known as Shotwell Road, County Road 252, that it's believed by many to be severely haunted. Story goes that several years back, a woman was traveling with her two children when they lose control of the car and crash, killing them all. Supposedly, if you go at nighttime and put your candy on the bridge's edge, you may just see the children from the car accident come and collect the candy. This may be a cool place to go to on Halloween night, as there's no better night than October 31st to go get you some candy. And I know, we just missed that fantastic holiday. It's also said that a girl was murdered here as well. Next up is St. George's Bridge, better known as the Zoo Bridge. A beautiful bridge in Canada. It basically links Inglewood to St. Patrick's Island and, of course, the Calgary Zoo. Now, one August day in 1946, a six-year-old little boy named Donnie was just minding his own business, just being a kid, innocently playing at the southeast end of St. George's Island. Unfortunately, that very same day, a predator was roaming nearby. No, I don't mean one of the zoo animals, like the mighty lion, tiger, or bear. Donald Sherman Staley a disgusting, vile excuse for a human being. The worst of the worst, a child murderer and a pedophile, is close by, stalking the area, in search for his next victim. During this time, the psychopath was being investigated for the murder of yet another boy at Stanley Park, located in Vancouver. He sees the child playing. Donnie, he doesn't seem to have a care in the world. He's happy. He's playing. Life is great. He has no clue whatsoever that the presence of true evil 
is nearby, and his world is about to be turned upside down. He assaults and beats and then murders poor sweet Donnie, a child whose life was brutally robbed and taken away, not seeing his seventh birthday. I just get chills even just talking about this. It's so heartbreaking. Now, there's a special place in hell for people like pedophiles such as Donald Sherman Staley, who proceeds to hide his most recent victim in the bush, which happens to be right near Zoo Bridge. The senseless murder shocks the entire community, and understandably and rightfully so. Mothers hug their children a little tighter, fathers keeping a protective eye and a bit more sterner. Thankfully, the vile, pathetic, scum child killer is arrested, tried, and he's convicted and sent to death row for both children's murders. And on December 18, 1946, the community cheered as Donald was executed along with four German prisoners of war at Lethbridge Provincial Jail, making it the largest public execution in Canadian history. If you are at the bridge at night, walking along the river pathways, you just may hear a child screaming. Now, many people have heard this heartbreaking sound and really believe it to be the six-year-old victim, Donnie. In fact, there have been many cases where people hear a child screaming desperate cries for help, and it seems and sounds so real that they call the police, who come out and search the area and they never find anything, ever. A while back during a ghost tour in Calgary, a little child told his mom that a little boy named Donnie kept wanting her to play with him. No one else saw this boy. It's utterly heartbreaking to think that it's possible that the spirit of Donnie is not at rest, that he keeps reliving the fear of his untimely death and being lonely trying to play with nearby children. I hope one day that he can be at peace and be reunited with his family. Leaving Canada, and back to the United States, now we find ourselves in Texas at Old Alton Bridge, better known as Goatman Bridge. It's a historic Iron Trust Bridge, which connects Denton and Copper Canyon. It was built back in 1884. A new bridge was built in Old Alton Bridge while that closed down back in 2001. That, of course, does not stop people from coming and visiting the old bridge. Now, there's a legend that's long since been connected to Old Alton and its surrounding area. And, well, here it is. During the Depression, there was a black man named Oscar Washburn. He was a goat farmer who lived nearby, just north of the bridge, with his family in a shanty. Now, throughout the years, Oscar became known as the Goat Man. People, they loved him. He was kind and respectful. He provided the freshest meat, milk, cheese, and the best hides. He was dependable, and he was doing very well for himself. Being a black man who's successful during these hard times, the Depression? Well, that infuriated certain people. Those people? The Ku Klux Klan. Well, business, it's so good that he actually puts a sign up at the bridge saying, This way to the goat man. One night, several Klansmen come on his property and demand for Oscar to come outside. He does as he's told, but he brings along a friend. <laughs> yeah, a shotgun. He yells at the men, telling them to leave at once, and he fires a shot, a warning shot, into the air. They leave, 
with the threat that they will be back. Oscar's wife pleads for him, let's relocate, sweetheart. It's not worth this. But he won't have any of it. This is our home. I swear no devil's gonna drive us from it. Soon, Oscar sees a slowdown in his business. A major one. He finds out that any customer coming to see him is terrorized and threatened by the clan. That's how threatened they were of Oscar. Now, there's two versions of how he meets his untimely death. And again, legend. One is that they kidnap Oscar, but not before lighting his shanty on fire, killing his wife and children. Entire family, gone. They bring him to the bridge where a noose awaits. They put his head through the noose and toss him over the edge. Another is one night he is suddenly woken up from a deep sleep to the horrendous sounds of his poor goat screaming. He goes out to investigate to find a man slitting the throats of his goats. One by one, he's killing each and every one of them. He chases the man, who leads him to the bridge where several other men are waiting for him. Immediately, he knows that he walked, or more like ran, right into their trap. Both stories end with him being hanged, but once again, there's two different versions once he's hanged. One is that once his murderers look over the edge to see if Oscar Washburn is dead, they are shocked to see the noose just dangling with nobody there. The other version is that his body is left to hang from the bridge for several days until one day it just disappears, never to be seen again. And yet another legend plagues this site. This dates back before the bridge even existed, but is said to have taken place where the bridge is now. A group of cowboys lynched a goat herder named Jack Kendall. Legend has it that as the second he is hanged, the voodoo powers help Jack by ripping the head of a nearby goat right off and exchanging it with his own. And some visitors have claimed to see the goat man cross the bridge with a goat head underneath each of his arms. Now that would be quite the creepy sight. And a not-so-legend, an actual documented incident that occurred in recent times, in 2008, a high school senior jumps off the bridge into the creek below for a swim. His body is unfortunately found the following day. It's said that if you go to the bridge at night with your headlights on, you'll see the goat man on the opposite side. People will also go at midnight and knock on the bridge or honk three times and turn their lights off. And you'll supposedly see the goat man or smell the rancid stench of decay. Several have came here and experienced something unexplained or paranormal, such as being grabbed or touched by unseen forces. Some have even had rocks thrown at them when no one else is there. Mysterious balls of light have been seen floating about the area, and it's not rare for people to see full-bodied apparitions walk through to the surrounding woods and the bridge. Others have come and have experienced their car suddenly dying, stalling, or having to deal with some other type of issue regarding their vehicle. The locks unlocking and locking as if they have a mind of their own. One gal shared online that she used to go to Old Alton Bridge often and said that when she went, the smell of farm animals was always in the air, even though you couldn't see anything there. She has seen an apparition there before, and she also heard the sound of horse hooves hitting the road and people talking when no one else was there. One research team was there, and 
actually filmed a weird orangish mist. They said it was a warm night, and they caught the mist on film, and it got very cold. Some teams who have gone there have gotten the name Steve or Steven on recording, while others have heard it being whispered to them. Very eerie. Word is that if you go on Halloween, again, sorry, just missed it, you just may see red eyes glowing in the dark. People say that satanic rituals have been conducted here in the past and possibly still occur. So I personally would not go, but, you know, to each their own, I suppose. And about five hours drive away is my next bridge. This one is right near San Antonio. During the day, it looks like your typical simple bridge that one wouldn't even think twice about. But at night, it's completely a different place. It's known as Donkey Lady Bridge. Does it have a legend? <laughs> you bet your ass it does, my friends. Story goes that in the 1950s, a young lady, she's horrendously disfigured in a horrific fire. It's believed that her husband started the fire, kills their children, and disfigures this woman. It's said that her fingers melted together, her hands looking more like hooves than human-like. She was given the cruel nickname Donkey Lady. Now, rumor is, if you go at night and call out her name, Donkey Lady, she will appear before your very eyes. Recent times, people say that you can't drive on the bridge anymore, but there are paved walkways, so you can still go check it out. But are you willing to come face to face with the donkey lady? A local psychic went there and sensed overwhelming dread and warns that people should just not go there when night falls. A famous tale goes that a father and his two sons go to the area with the hopes of a fun, memorable time of camping and adventures. You know, father and son bonding. Well, it will be memorable, all right, just not the way that he had wanted. They're in the nearby woods. Things are okay for a while. They're at the campsite for some time when they suddenly start to hear these creepy sounds that they simply just cannot explain or ignore. They quickly pack their shit up, get into the safety of the car, and as they are about to leave, a horribly disfigured beast leaps onto the car, crashing on it hard, so hard that it actually breaks the windshield. The terrified family describe the creature as looking pretty frightening with deep sunken eyes, burnt, and melted, saggy-looking skin with hoof-like hands. Many have come here and felt like they were being watched. Next up is Jericho Covered Bridge. Yes, my friends, another covered bridge. This one lands us in Hartford County, Maryland. It is one of Maryland's last remaining covered bridges. In some accounts, I see it was built in 1835, while others claim 1865, so not 100% sure which it is, so I'll just say it was built sometime in the mid-1800s. Legend goes that long ago, a young couple were told by their families that they could no longer see each other. Well, unfortunately, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of ending. Heartbroken, the doomed couple go to Jericho Bridge, where they climb up to the rafters, and then the unthinkable happens. They hang themselves ensuring them that they will always be together. Their families can no longer keep them apart, reunited in death together forever. Jericho Covered Bridge was also supposedly the site where they would lynch runaway slaves. And it's also believed that a lady in a white dress, your typical 
lady in white or a white lady haunts the bridge. Many people have actually seen this woman's apparition. It said if you go at night, turn the lights off, look in your rear view mirror, and that you'll see her walk across the bridge. I found several personal experiences online that people have shared, so I'd like to retell some of those right now. One man shares that he went there late one night. He goes and he stops in the middle of the bridge and he turns his car off, including the lights. With his digital recorder, he asks if anyone was there with him. While he did not get an answer, he did hear the sounds of creaking boards. Another man shares that as a teen, his friend and him accompanied with two ladies with the hopes of spooking the gals up by bringing them to this haunted Jericho Bridge. As they approach the bridge, they stop in the middle and they turn the lights off. While three other people did not, the lady who was driving, well, she did see something and she speeds out of there. Once away from the bridge, they're pulled over. She's asked what she saw. She describes seeing a woman in a white dress walking past, holding something in her hands. Three years later, the man who shared this story is at a party and he decides it's time to go home. He takes a shortcut, which involves him going over Jericho Covered Bridge. As I was going over the dark, shadowy bridge, I could feel the hair standing up on the back of my neck. And at this point, he's 19 years old, but he feels the need, just like three years earlier, to turn off those headlights. Unlike last time, where he had three people with him, he's alone now. So, off the lights go. As I was sitting there, parked on the bridge with my headlights off, I distinctly heard the sound of a woman's voice humming a very dark lullaby. The man looks in the rearview mirror, but he doesn't see anything there. Relieved, he looks ahead, ready to leave, when he suddenly sees something walk across the road behind him. As I was moving forward, I looked in my rearview mirror to make sure that there were no cars behind me. What I saw scared the crap out of me. I saw a pale-faced woman wearing a long, sheer white dress. She was carrying what looked to be like a basket of flowers. He got a decent look at her as she couldn't have been further than 10 feet behind him. The next day, he notices long scratches all on the side of his truck when they certainly were not there before. One person shares that while there, out of nowhere, a woman starts singing. As I listened, the singing became clearer and clearer. I could hear it clear as day, except I was still never able to make out any of the words. This person walked in different directions, seeing if there was a nearby business or home or group of people, you know, that could have made the sound but the woman's voice was coming from the direction of the bridge, and nobody was on the bridge with this person. One local who had been there several times and shares that one time they had a recorder and did an EVP session and asked if they should leave or if they should stay. And as clear as day, they get a dark voice saying, Leave. After they get the CBP, they see a shadowy figure. And one last encounter to share, a group of people go one night. The girl who shares this story goes into the bridge where she stays for several minutes with nothing happening, no incident, nothing weird. As she stands up and she starts to leave, she hears a weird sound and voices coming from below the bridge. Her friends and her go check it out and all that's down there is water. 
No animals, no people. A while after that, I was sitting on the ledge of the bridge because I didn't want to go back in there. That's when I heard a woman singing, and it was kind of like a lullaby. She shares that it was a foreign language, and she says it sounded to be coming from right behind her. And the last time she was there, her and the group she was with heard a man screaming in the nearby woods, and they also saw red eyes. Seems like a pretty active location, for sure. Next to my haunted legend, wait for it, Derry Bridges, is Seven Gates of Hell. In Collinsville, Illinois, there's a road called Lebanon Road. Believe it or not, this road has seven railroad bridges. These are referred to as the Seven Gates to Hell. And I found a site online where someone actually kind of describes some of those bridges. So Gate 1 is your typical bridge. Gate 2 to get there after the first gate, you must turn left. There's a legend connected to this bridge, and it goes like this. A small child was chased through the nearby woods by the clan, and they lynched the poor thing right off the bridge. And another legend is that two friends come to hang out at the bridge. Apparently, one friend murders the other because a girl that he likes is interested in the soon-to-be-murdered friend. Jealousy is an ugly thing. The jealous dude hangs his friend after a fight and soon starts to feel such intense guilt that he hangs himself as well off that very same bridge. And it said, if you come here at midnight, you can see a boy hanging there, swaying in the wind. Gate 3 and Gate 4 are known as the Twin Gates, stories of satanic cults coming here and sacrificing animals date back to the 1970s, so I probably wouldn't stop at this one. But again, that's just me. Gate 5 is the narrowest and the longest of the seven bridges, and I couldn't find any legends or stories about this one. Now, Gate 6 is known as Acid Bridge. This bridge is located in Troy, and it's probably the most eeriest out of the seven. Legend goes that long ago, a carload of teens were taking a cruise, tripping on acid. They crash the car. It plummets to the creek below, killing every single one of them. People who stop here have experienced cold spots and the feeling that they're being watched. Supposedly, it's haunted by the crash victims who keep reliving the crash over and over and over again. The Gate 7 couldn't find anything on it really but legend is that if you go there at midnight and drive through every single bridge it will take you through some portal to hell and it's said each bridge is haunted by hell hounds some bridges have since been shut down so it's not possible to go through every single one but unless you're part of a satanic cult why would you want to go to a portal that takes you to hell just saying I found an article talking about a murder of a woman that took place back in July of 1990, so not too terribly long ago. This poor woman was found near Gate 4. She was bound up. Her body was covered in cuts and stab wounds, and yet more satanic cult ritual activity, including at Acid Bridge. People have reported seeing huge bonfires in the nearby woods. Full-bodied apparitions have been seen on the trestles. And the last but certainly not least bridge on my list is Dog Face Bridge, located in LaPorte County in Indiana. 
I really couldn't find any history on this particular bridge, but I found a hell of a lot of stories that people have shared throughout the years. But before I get into some of those, let me tell you about the legend, as I believe every bridge discussed today has had a legend, or two, or three. In the 1950s, a newlywed couple is on the way to their honeymoon. Love is in the air. They are ecstatic. They are so excited to begin their new life together, as any new couple would be, right? Newlyweds. They are crossing the bridge when a dog appears out of nowhere. They swerve out of the way to avoid the dog, but lose control and end up hitting the dog. And they kill the dog and themselves. Now a bizarre twist. The woman and the dog, well, they are both decapitated in the freak accident. The dog's head and the woman's body, well, those are never found. People have reported seeing an apparition of a woman with a dog's head. Now to the spooky encounters. Several years back, someone went and just didn't feel right. Like negative vibes were in the air. They felt like someone was following them. I saw several animal-sized black masses crossing the path in front of and behind me while I was there. The whole time there, this person did not hear a single animal sound. And being in the woods, you'd think there would be bird sounds, crickets chirping, crunching of leaves from deer hooves. I've been in the woods more times than I can count, and it's never silent. There's always something going on there. Yet this night, not a single sound. The silence was deafening. The person walks over to the location where the old bridge is, when suddenly, I saw a lady in a white dress standing where the road used to come to a T. And yet another bizarre find. Looking through pictures, one of them shows something truly bizarre. An unexplained black and orange mass trying to show someone the picture, try to be challenging as the camera turns off, and it never works again. To this day, I have not been able to remove the memory card to show anyone what I captured. It is said whatever is out there does not want to be seen. Another experience shared comes from a semi-local, living a couple towns over, and has been to the bridge several times. Explains that back in the day, there used to be an old, broken-down shack in the area where homeless people basically lived, people were dealing drugs, so definitely not a place that you'd want to just go and plan a picnic at. This person, while there, has seen an apparition of a woman, and at one point was chased by a car definitely creepy shit. I don't really believe in ghosts, but there's definitely something out there. One gal said that when she went to the bridge, it was dilapidated, but it was still standing. While there, she heard unexplained sounds, and it was extremely spooky. One group of friends went sometime and are walking over the bridge and the person sharing the experience says that he felt super lightheaded as they enter the woods. His vision has shifted, he's feeling all wonky, and as this is happening, the person sees some sort of creature with a weird head. They all run back to the car where their individual starts to throw up quite violently. And he's actually sick for unfortunately several hours. One local goes one day to scope out the location with plans to investigate at night. 
She says that as soon as she stepped foot out of the car, her camera, which has a button that you need to hold down for several seconds for it to turn on, well, it suddenly just turns on by itself. She notices that the air is super thick. She walks over the newer bridge and makes her way to the ruins of the original bridge. As she approaches the old bridge, her camera, which has fresh batteries in it, suddenly dies. She gets back to her car, which is newer, by the way, with no issues, and it struggles to start. The further away she gets from the bridge once the car starts, the more energy her camera batteries gain. Whatever was there was trying to use as much energy as possible. One family went one year on Halloween, and the whole time they were there, they felt like they were intruding, like they were being watched. A couple of friends went one rainy and stormy night. They stopped the car at the roadblock and start to walk. And not only was it stormy out, but the moon was no help. It was pitch black out. They heard growling and howling and they were being chased. They run back to their truck. And once they're in, they look out to the road where they see these eerie eyes staring back at them. One man was not even searching for the bridge, but for a good spot to go fishing. He comes upon an old abandoned still bridge overgrown with weeds. He walks on the bridge, and about 20 yards in, he hears a sound in the distance. It sounded like something was running through the dead leaves in the brush. Well, the sound gets closer. Feet thumping against the ground, similar to the sound of a horse running on a dirt track. As it gets closer, a gust of wind rips through, hitting the back of his neck, and a shadow crosses in front of him. The sound then fades into the distance. And I found this one to be super interesting. And he wasn't even there looking for anything. No ghosts, no abandoned bridges, no legends. That was the least on his mind. He was just on a mission to find a fishing spot. (laughs) One group of friends went one night and felt that they were being followed heard footsteps, even saw the creepy red eyes. They came back during the day and found it to be quite a nice, peaceful spot. So we heard about a ton of legends. Are they true? Who knows? What is known, legend or not, these locations are haunted, as so many people have had experiences, encounters, sightings, and even catching evidence like voices and photographic evidence. So be careful, because next time you're traveling and go over a bridge, it might have more history and ghosts than you think. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry, my friends. You can binge listen right now by hitting up any of those podcast platforms, such as CastBox, Deezer, Spotify iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may roam to listen to your other phenomenally spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prados podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to St. Charles, Missouri, Macapá, Brazil, Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, Metairie, Louisiana, have some good, good family friends who live right near there, and Oh my goodness, be still my heart. One of my favorite places in the world. Just got back from there. Tombstone, Arizona. Thank you so much, you guys. Every single one of you are phenomenal. 
however you listen, wherever you are from. Thank you so much. It means the absolute world to me. Be sure to show the subscribe button some love. Email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. If you have a story to tell or if you want to be a voiceover or anything, have something to share, tell me all about it through an email. Maybe you've had an experience at a bridge. I'd love to hear all about it. See you next week.